doing that thing that you love. You know, your family won't fall apart around you. The dinner will still get made. The washing will still get done eventually. (laughs) You know, respect yourself enough to know that your goals and your dreams and your passions are just as valid and important as anyone else's, just as valid and important as your children, as your husband, as your parents, you know, yours are worth just as much as what you'd want for them. Welcome to the Do What You Love show, the place where musicians, artists and entrepreneurs share their inspiring stories and advice on how to succeed in the music business. Every week, you'll receive new insights and tips on how to grow your following, get more gigs, and make a living in today's rapidly changing music industry. Thanks for tuning in with us. Now, let's begin the show and do what we love. Today's special guest interview is with Michelle Gardner. She takes us through her journey over the past three to five years from a stay-at-home mum to a singer gigging regularly at corporate, public and private events around Melbourne. Michelle shares some of the challenges and limiting beliefs that has held her back and that she had to overcome, as well as what inspires her to continue pursuing a music career. And she is right here in the studio with me today. Welcome. Thank you, Steve. Michelle, how are Great you? Great to be here. I'm yeah. good, thank you. So, um, yeah, tell us what's happening in your life, Michelle, all the listeners out there. Tell us a bit about you and what's going on. Okay, so a lot of what goes on in my life, I'm a mum to two little girls um, Mm -hmm. who are eight and ten. So, you know, they take up a lot of my time still. Um, You know, I'm I'm married. I live in Point Cook. I've been there for about 15 years now. And, yeah, so uh, that's my family life. And then, obviously, music is the other big portion of of my life that takes up a lot of my time that, because it's, you know, it's good. It's following on my passions and, yeah. Yeah, sure. And so tell me what are some of the things you're currently working on, some of the gigs um, and what projects that you're working on? Yeah, so at the moment I'm working um, in a duo and just got on board a drummer with that as well. So yeah. there's a trio happening and also a five-piece band. Um, so, yeah, a lot of um, the work at the moment's going into, you know, uh, song lists and, and learning more material for those um, for those bands and, and, you know, always on the lookout for new venues and, you know trying to connect with people that that are inspired by what we're doing and and come out and have a great night with us so right yeah so right now if i get this right you're really working on being a um a main provider of entertainment at corporate functions and events and parties um and you're playing at venues private venues and public venues so what what are some of those events and venues so um this year primarily i'm doing a lot of work at the geelong football club so out at um I think it's called GMHBA Stadium now. They've changed the name of that about 25 times. Um, so I love doing that. That's um, that's great. And, you know, the football happens in between and I, I don't, I'm not really interested in the footy. It's funny, neither are my guitarists, you know, the, the famous football players come through and Billy Brownless and whatnot and my guitarist's like, who's that? (laughs) (laughs) We're all about the music. (laughs) Yeah, we're all about the music over here. Um, So, yeah, that's corporate side of things and then been doing some, you know, birthday parties and, um, you know, playing at the Brook 
yep. um, and the Altona Sports Club and some local venues, which I like because they're not too far from home and I can still be home in time to get up in the morning with the kids and not that I get up too early, though. I'm yeah. a bit of a sleeper in a row. Cool. So let's let's talk about a bit, a bit about the kids' situation because you and I had a conversation a few years back, and you know, we did. You, you were working on your craft, you know, trying to get your vocals sharp. And I remember Lauren was your mentor at the time. Yeah. Um, and so then an opportunity came along for you to take things a little bit to the next level and do an artist development program with myself. Yeah. Um, tell me why you did that and. And tell me, you know, what was the main reason for going to that next level for you? Okay, so it was, you know, that first phone call when I rang you and I'm like, hi, do you teach adults how to sing? And, you know, <laughs> really stepping out of my comfort zone. And as a mum, it's like, um, you know, as a mum to a two-year-old and a four-year-old. So mm. to take that time to really focus on something for myself um, was something that, it's hard to do. It's hard to give yourself permission to do something that's primarily for yourself when you have kids, when you have a family. Um, so, you know, just taking that first step and calling you up and coming to my classes for half an hour a week put me in a place where I knew I could manage that and the family could manage me being away for half an hour, you know, mm. once a week. <laughs> so, you know, that was the first step. And then when the artist development program came along, it was like, you know, my, my, eldest daughter was starting school and you start to feel like okay I've got them to a point where they're going to be at school six hours a day what am I going to do <laughs> you know do I go back and do an office job which is what I used to do um, or is it there's something else of what I want to explore and the artist development program was something that kind of just gave me this reason or um, a space to force myself into it and to really give me that time and, you know, people around me to encourage me to focus on trying to become a singer. I was very uncomfortable in calling myself a singer. Mm -hmm. What was that? <laughs> I just felt like I hadn't maybe earned it or because I wasn't gigging right. I couldn't, or I wasn't getting paid for it right. that I couldn't call myself a singer, okay. you know, whereas... Okay, so it was a limiting belief at the time. It was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm much more comfortable yeah. with it now. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the yeah. artist development program gave me that confidence and the yep. tools um, to know what I needed to work on and sort of little pushes, you know, little pushes along the way. So I remember working with you, Michelle, you know, one of the beliefs was that, you know, that was not possible to be gigging as a, as a mum. Um, yeah. And we broke through that myth and now you're gigging, what, three, four times a month, yeah. sometimes more. Yeah. And you sometimes bring the kids along, I see. Yeah, that's um, it. It's all possible, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so... If there's anything that you could sort of pass on to all the, the mothers or people that, you know, I guess coming up with some external reasons that they can't do what they love uh, for, on this topic, yeah. what is it that you feel was the biggest thing that enabled you to give yourself permission to do that? What, what was that one point that lifted your awareness and went, oh, there's a possibility? Uh, I don't know if it was one thing. It was just having the courage to take that step, like force yourself to, um, you know, pick up the phone and join that group of people that are doing what you want to do or, or, you know, if it's you want to be a personal trainer or you want to be a, um, a writer or you want to be anything, mm. you know, it's about 
stepping out of your comfort zone, which is, you know, I was a stay-at-home mum for that four years. Family and friends. Family and friends, those people that you've had around you for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Um, And putting yourself around some other people that are doing something that aligns with your passion. Um, And, you know, you see them getting out there and doing doing it um, and you start to think... You know, I have those talents, I have those skills. There's no reason why I can't do that. But it's just it's just that initial giving yourself permission to go out and do it, even if it's for half an hour a week, you know, right. just to make that first step. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably the hardest step, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I... And, and you, you feel so yeah. silly doing it. Right, because you don't want to be perceived as you, someone that's... Um, uh, incompetent or yeah, you know not professional not professional yeah, exactly not, you know here's someone that spent all these years in the studio practicing their craft yeah. and all of a sudden you know they've gone through school and uni and then all of a sudden they're, they're approaching a new group of team a new team a new mentor or new teacher and saying hey i'd like some help to take me to the next level yeah, and, asking and that, for help you are yeah. you're asking for help yeah yeah um and that's probably the, the hardest thing i guess yeah, yeah. That, that first call awesome thanks for sharing so um Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your inspiring story, I guess. What were the, the some of the powerful breakthroughs during that process for you? You know, because we went pretty deep at some point and we went into, you know, even some belief systems that may have been sabotaging you in, in a financial kind of perspective. Or tell me, yeah, tell the audience out there, for those who are possibly experiencing the same thing, what happened there and what, what was the outcome? Um, so, you know, I guess I can talk about, um, the fear I had around calling venues or actually getting out there and, and presenting myself as a singer where I still didn't feel like I really could call myself that, um, cause I hadn't been gigging much. So yeah. to contact a venue and try and get into their space and try and get this experience, um, which USN helped a lot with, you know, sort of, I, would, I remember getting up at, I think, Gypsy Road and doing half an hour worth of songs and standing there awkwardly, not knowing quite how to move. And I'd performed before, but it was different because I was getting paid, yeah. you know, it was different to doing a community event. Um, so, you know, that little bit of experience then, you know, got me to sort of send off some emails to venues and things like that and you have to put up with no one getting back to you and you you start to doubt yourself Mm -hmm. and um but I remember I was in the kitchen and and I got this call from Customs House in Williamstown and I was so excited I'd got my you know my first gig and your first sale my first sale (laughs) off my own bat and um I was really excited about that so that first gig turned into like a, a weekly residency and became my training ground really for, um, you know, it forced me to get a guitarist on board because um, I, th- I think I started doing them just with backing tracks. Um, but I decided, you know, I really wanted someone else there on stage with me to mm-hmm. just, I don't know, I just like that atmosphere better. Um, so... Yeah, doing that and the training that they gave me gave me the confidence to know that I could do it. You know, I could do three 45-minute sets of songs, um, which is a minimum to (laughs) what you need really. And, um, you know, I could provide that venue with a service and that service was, you know, singing 
doing something I love, so singing and and projecting the emotions through the songs and giving the people that were in that room this space to connect through music and, you know, that's probably my, you know, my vision, you know, and my highest one of my highest values is I love it. Everyone's in this room together listening to a song and feeling that song, not just listening to it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I can feel when that happens. It's, mm. it's pretty cool. So and so does that. how does that benefit the venue? Well, those people are going to come back, you right. know, um, and they're going to, you know, report to the venue that they've had a good time and... Yep. and um, so they're going to hang around, you know. If they're if they're believing in what you're doing, they're going to hang around and and, and buy a drink or buy two. more drinks, yeah. And, yeah, and have a good time. So, cool. you know, that was um, like I say, my training ground, and from that, gave me a confidence to contact more venues because I could say, you know, I've been singing here. Yep. Okay, so you could leverage. I more. could leverage. You off had that. a bit of a portfolio. Yeah. To say, hey, I've played at these places. Here's yeah. some stats. Gave me a space to take some videos right. and some okay. footage, and you gained some credibility. Yeah. At that point, and so have you then used each gig as a sort of stepping stone? I mean, I think I saw you playing with Anthony Kalia, supporting Anthony Kalia. Support, yeah. Recently, have you have you then you know used uh, position yourself, uh, you know, a- along with these celebrities to get you those bigger gigs? Uh, yeah, yeah, that works sometimes, not so much yeah, other okay. times. <laughs> Take us through. When it was it exciting. Worked, when it didn't. Like yeah. I think um, if people see me enjoying something yeah. and see me excited about something, they're going to get on board. Mm. You know, they they want to get excited too. So, and I love that. As many people who want to come on this journey with me, I'm happy to have you. <laughs> so you know, I feel like the more fun I'm having, the more excitement I'm. Um, experiencing it shows me that I'm you know following my true passion you know if I'm not getting excited about it I'm not you know I'm like oh whatever um and I'm not feeling it I don't think anyone else is going to feel that so I've always been like if you have fun on stage everyone else is going to have fun on stage Mm. and I think that that you know translates into social media it's in translates into the types of gig you're getting Okay. All that sort of thing. So yeah. All right. Thank you. So let's let's talk a bit about vision and mission and your why and why you do this because you know for the group that you know back in two thousand and fifteen. I think yeah. Um, I think there was about six in the group. You know, there was a first time many of those musicians were heard the term vision, mission, and you know, discovering your why. Me. Right. So <laughs> and. You're not the only one. I, you know, in my research is probably about 95% of musicians have never really done this form of self-development yeah. uh, or personal development. So it's very new. Tell, take us through that and tell us where was the point where you saw a vision and you were articulate, you know, you had it on your vision board and that was inspiring you to get up, you know, every morning and work towards creating that vision yeah. Where was that point? And describe the vision. Yeah. Well, first of all, I did. I found it very challenging and still do um, mm-hmm. find it challenging to constantly remind myself um, what a mission is, what a goal is, what a, you know, um, a vision is. Mm-hmm. And then what is my vision? What is my mission? So it took a long time to stop overcomplicating it for mm, one mm-hmm. and just kind of drill down on what is really important to me. And for me, family is super important and music is super important. So 
meshing them together and finding a way to have them live in my world harmoniously, <laughs> is that a word? Uh, that was my vision. So my vision was that, you know, I wasn't gigging too much that I'm not there for my kids' concerts and I'm not there for, um, I don't know, what else do they do? Yeah. <laughs> parent-teacher meetings. Yeah, parent-teacher meetings. Homework. Or taking them roller skating yeah. or going on family holidays, you know, doing all those things that are really important to me, but singing's also important. And having a career and providing, helping to provide for my family as well was really important. So finding a way I was always scared of of getting out there and gigging because I'm being like what if I book in a gig and and there's a wedding on that day that I'm or birthday party I'm going to miss out on you know I was worried about missing out I have very bad FOMO if you're missing out um (laughs) so but how have you managed that well over the last three years I can honestly say like I don't think I've encountered a situation where I've felt a real um Regret, or you've missed you know, out on or that list. I've missed yep. out on something super important. You know, mm-hmm. if I've got a wedding come up, I know it's there. Mm-hmm. I just don't book a gig on that weekend. You know, and, and so it comes down to scheduling. It does definitely yeah. comes down to scheduling, and that that's easier than what I thought. You right. know, um, on the other side of things, scared of missing out on weddings and parties. I was scared of missing out on opportunities when mm. it came to gigging. So if someone said, "Can you do this?" and I'm not available because I've got a party, I'd be worried that that was a lost opportunity Mm -hmm. so it kind of worked both ways but in the end you know there are there are always more opportunities there's not necessarily more weddings so for me the balance has worked out great yeah great um so how do you keep track of those goals those short long-term goals and that vision and that lifestyle what what structure do you use uh, to be honest, Steve, I'm not very good at that. <laughs> okay, thank you for your honesty. But what is the structure You're that you welcome. know of that you could suggest yeah, to all the other so musicians that are, you know, getting very creative and need to, you know, put that down into paper and, and timelines? Yeah. Um, get accountable. You know, everyone's got a mobile phone on them. You yep. know, I do um, use my notes, yep. the little notes app in there. So yep. to just jot down whether it's, um, you know, song suggestions of songs that I want to learn or um, if you're talking talking goals I think I know I wrote down a lot of things to be grateful for um and just writing down these things like I said like I said I find it challenging to remember what a vision is remember what my mission is so definitely if I you know if I took the time to read them every day it wouldn't take so long for my brain to remember what they are. Yep. <laughs> you know, Habit. they've been ingrained. Okay. So is that is that a habit that you think you're getting working on that's getting better for you in terms of it's a goal. self-reflecting and it's definitely a goal. getting clear on that every day? And I think that's why, you know, I've recently come back to doing vocal coaching um, and it's sort of turned into more of this rem- um, trigger each week to remind myself to keep on track, you know, and I – you know, more so than having things written down, I like to have people around me to keep me accountable, keep me focused and remind me, you know, even just talking through things to someone, you hear yourself, you hear yourself say things. Yeah, that's Mm. it. And you go, actually, I don't, that's not what I mean. I'm, I want to be on this path, 
Yeah. yeah, because your your own your subjective thoughts yeah. um, are limiting your potential. Yeah, and so, and for me, I yeah. have a million that roll around in my head every yeah. day, and and they get get pretty overwhelming. Yeah. So well, as has been many creatives and yeah. myself, I get super stuck into that and need people to keep me accountable and keep me real and focused and grounded and humble. And you know, I I am a mentor. I am men- mentored by my mentors and continue to have that. And you know, I'm up to my next mastermind group now we're launching one with a group of entrepreneurs in different industries and for that reason I know that's it's super important just as it is for you know my students and our artists and our members because yeah. um, we're all our worst enemy and, our, and also our, our biggest advocate um, yeah. but when we have other people around us to allow us to reflect and to see things from their perspective and to get out of our e- way of our ego yeah we truly open up more possibilities and I think you've seen that simply just in your, you know, last few years. Yeah, 100%. Um, and you've stepped out of your, you know, we talked about this with James. Constantly um, stepping out of my yeah. comfort zone. <laughs> James, uh, Jimmy Couples, James, he talks yeah. about how the, 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 ju- the fear of judgment, people were judging him going on The Voice and you had kind of this social circle and his people that, that was, that was it, that was his bubble and he realised he was just doing gigs for the same people and un- until he sort of looked to find a bigger circle or a new group of people, he was holding himself back. Yeah. Um, and this, that's, the, I guess, one of the biggest things that we could um, suggest that you have full control over right now is your environment. Yeah. And other things take time, you know, developing new habits, developing new systems, um, yeah. all those things. But one thing that can change is a game changer is your environment. And everybody has the opportunity to change their environment right now. So awesome. I really appreciate you sharing all this. I think there are a lot of, um, you know, people in their, uh, you know, early 30s or even late 20s that could really resonate with what you're saying, Michelle. So before we wrap up, uh, I'd like to ask you the big question, which is the one piece of advice (laughs) that you wish to share with any musician, artist, singer, songwriter uh, that are similar phases of your journey, say, three years ago. Yeah. So I I think I've said it already, but... You know, just to give yourself permission um, to follow your dream, like follow what your passion is, make the time to focus on that tangibly, like half an hour a week at a certain time in that week, you're going to spend half an hour doing that thing that you love. You know, your family won't fall apart around you. The dinner will still get made. The washing will still get done eventually. (laughs) You know, respect yourself enough to know that your goals and your dreams and your passions are just as valid and important as anyone else's, just as valid and important as your children, as your husband, as your parents. You know, yours are worth just as much as what you'd want for them. Thank you so much, Michelle. You're welcome.